Blog Talk Radio. Live from Southern California and broadcasting worldwide on Wealth Radio. A tax lawyer prescribing a dose of truth for entrepreneurs. A voice of common sense for the small business owner. And don't get him started on saving taxes. This is the Mark Kohler Show. Mark Kohler Show. Kohler Show. Welcome, everybody, to today's show. My name is Mark Kohler. Excited to be here with you. Uh, boy, this is uh, an awesome show that we've got planned. I'm excited to talk about a variety of topics. We're going to jump around on several items, and I think it's going to be great. So uh, let me just mention that right now. Let me tell you what's coming. We're going to talk a little bit about – now, this is a very serious topic, and for those that – I've listened before. You know, we're talking about protecting our wealth and the serious issues that can affect our American dream and what we're trying to accomplish. We're going to talk about insurance, asset protection, texting and driving, lawsuits, insurance. Ugh, some crazy stuff. I've got some stories to share. Very, very uh, emotional, and I think they're going to hit home for many of you as to uh, some of the biggest threats to our assets and our business today. Then we're going to turn everything upside down and talk about building wealth, saving uh, more money. And we've got an incredible guest we're excited to have with us, D.C. Cordova. And she is just, uh, just, gosh, has a cornucopia of information, just packed with information on building wealth and success and making uh, more money in your business. So we're going to kind of jump back and forth. I don't know if we'll start with DC or we'll start with this uh, insurance texting topic. We'll see how it goes. We're going to just play it by ear. Now, uh, I'm covering uh, also the show Flying Solo today. Matt Sorensen, my co-host, he's, uh, it's his birthday today, and I thought he'd want to spend his birthday with us with you and me, but um, he had other plans, and that's okay. <laughs> he gets the day off, and uh, he works way too many hours. So we're we're going to give him a hall pass today. But uh, we're uh, excited again uh, to be, have this time with you. Thank you for listening. Every week we're here Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, and uh, we're going to be uh, changing the show around. So if you're listening now at a new time and a new place here in the upcoming months with Refresh Your Wealth show, it's around the corner launching nationwide on AM stations, as well as uh, a new brand on iTunes. So welcome to all of you listeners that may be uh, listening from your podcast, driving down the road. We're going to make sure that you walk away today saving money, making more money, or protecting what you've already earned so that you can stress a little less. This life is too hard. We don't need all that stress. So, um, Let's go jump into just a few quick announcements. If you're not checking the blog or the newsletter every week, I encourage you to do so on many of our different uh, web resources and channels. If you're listening to the show today, you know how to find us. 
But uh, please make sure that if you haven't already, you've signed up for the weekly free newsletter with just packed with content. There's a couple of videos and articles here that are new this week. I've got a video there on how to protect your personal residence from a lawsuit. It's a great little video with some tips on protecting your home, and it get very state-specific depending on where you live in the country. It's going to be a different strategy for protecting your home, and how much may already be protected under state statute, I don't know. Look into it. Make sure you've got a plan. Um, also, the uh, uh, articles on protecting your home from a business lawsuit. You see we little kind of have a theme today, and we're going to be talking about, again, this texting and driving issue. Uh, another article on why you can't afford to be bad at bookkeeping. Oh, boy, am I just Debbie Downer today talking about bookkeeping too and lawsuits? Geez, we've got to turn this around. We're going to have to get DC on the show sooner than later to talk about making some money. Um, and, then, and then, oh, boy, and now I'm going to add to it your important tax deadlines. It's uh, June 15th is right around the corner, and that is your estimated tax payment deadline for second quarter. So if you've got those 1040 ES forms where you're having to make a little deposit quarterly for potential taxes, uh, make sure that you're on top of that. There's a link right there on the newsletter where you can download the form, talk with your accountant about the estimate of what you may need to send in or what you should be sending in. Uh, and finally, I guess just one other quick announcement. There's more there. We've got some fall workshop dates that are already announced around the country, Seattle, Sacramento, Philadelphia, Orange County. There'll be more. Uh, please check those out. You'll hear more about those as we get more into the summer and we talk about our plans for the fall and our continuing education, which I encourage all of you to make commitments for several hours a year. I have to to maintain my license, and all of us should be doing that, whether you have a professional license or not. You're a professional entrepreneur. You're a professional American dreamer. You've got to stay up to speed on this stuff. So we've got some great little workshops around the country. And right now it's the estate planning month. Last little announcement, then we'll move on here. But the estate planning month, uh, we're right in the thick of it. It's uh, Memorial Day. Some of you visited a grave site this last weekend. I know many, many of you did. I was looking at social media, so many friends uh, visiting loved ones and veterans and all sorts of uh, trips to the cemetery. Uh, it's a very somber weekend for that uh, reason. I um, encourage you, if you haven't got your personal estate plan underway, once a year, we discount our rates dramatically. You get consults with real attorneys designing your estate plan that can last with you the rest of your life, which is simple amendments every five or 10 years. Get your will, your trust, powers of attorney, all those special documents. We've got an incredible paralegal team headed by Julie Deck. She's just fantastic. So you can click on the newsletter link there to get started and uh, lock down these prices. They're only good through June 15th. So May 15th, June 15th is our Memorial Day special. But I'm hoping all of you had a great Memorial Day and had maybe a barbecue. It's a little cloudy here in Southern California, a little uncharacteristic, but, you know, that's okay. We get plenty of sun. We deserve a rainy weekend once in a while, right? I know my folks back in Cedar City uh, wish that on me sometimes. I get, I get, I'm getting spoiled out here. And with, you know, and on that note, let's bring out one of our, our tipsters for the week. Uh, we've got Brian Brown, a regular contributor who used to be of the Southern Californian, and he uh, decided that the Son was not worth the traffic, so he moved his accounting practice to southern Utah close to 10 years ago, joined our firm. He's now a partner with the firm, and we love this guy. He's a huge asset. So I want to welcome, without any further ado, Brian Brown, color commentary for the southern Utah Thunderbirds. Woo! Boy, <laughs> hey, okay. there you go. Was, and that, was I, that sound I, good? I, 
Yeah, it sounds good. I, I hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. I was actually up in uh, Star Valley, Wyoming. Oh, oh God's country. Beautiful. Yeah. I, uh, and it was beautiful. It rained every day. Rained every day. So, you know, don't, oh. don't complain about a little cloudy. A little bit of cloudiness, Mark. In fact, while I was gone, it rained quite a bit here in Cedar City from what I uh, was told also. So, yeah, don't worry about the, Don't even worry about a few clouds. <laughs> there you go. Well, beautiful area up there. I know you love Star Valley. Well, Brian, I know uh, you're still in the thick of tax season. For many of you that are with our firm, you know that probably 60 to 70% of our clients extend. It's very common to extend, so you can better prepare your tax return and strategize. So I know you're in the thick of some tax returns. Uh, what did you see this week? Any little tip that you may be able to share with us? Well, I've, I've, I want to talk a little bit about a, a tax credit and then and vacation homes. And the tax credit. I you you want to hit talk me with about. two great. How can I say no to that? Those are two great topics: yeah. tax yeah. credits and vacation homes. So, okay, yeah. where do we start? Well, a lot of what I see with tax credits lately is with solar energy. You know, so you get your solar energy energy panels at home. You know, for the cost of that, you get a thirty percent tax credit. Now, it's a non-refundable credit, but it will reduce your tax for the current year and for future years until that credit is used up. 30%. So, you know, it's a great tax credit. You know, if that's what you're, you know, a lot of people say they've saved a lot of money with their electricity bill with the solar panels, so they save money there. It ends up in the long run paying for themselves a lot of times, and you get this great tax credit. Okay, I like so, it. And I know that down at Home Depot, when you walk right in, they have these uh, a lot of resources there for the Home Improvement uh, Weekend Warrior that you can go in and find out which products provide tax credits. Uh, we've written on this, too. It's in the blog. Lots of good little you know, water heaters, windows, double-paned windows, things like that. Um, but you can get more significant, too, tax credits with these with, you know, serious uh, yeah. conversions to solar power as well. Yeah. Exactly. So that's number one. And what I'm going to – I'm going to build on this a little bit. All right, okay. Because I'm going to start taking on – talking about vacation homes. Now, if you live in a really good area where there's a lot of things going on all at one time, you can actually rent out your vacation home for less than 15 days and not report the income. It's not not reportable. Can't claim any offset. This has got to be illegal. Hold it. Slow down. This has got to be illegal. You're saying I can make money and not have to report it to the IRS? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't take any deductions against it either. So if if you rent out a a home for less than 15 days, you don't have to report the income, but you can't claim any deductions against it either. Well, and I think we saw this uh, with our home office being in southern Utah. Uh, it's Gosh, it's been 10 years since the Olympics in Utah, I think. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of people that would rent out their homes around those yeah. big sporting events or sometimes big holidays. And they're not using the vacation home or the cabin or the ranch yeah. or whatever. And they've got it situated where they could rent it out a little bit for a family yeah. reunion. Right. That's a great tip. Yeah, free money right there, huh? So, yeah, I mean, something, something that can happen. If you live in the right area, if you don't and nothing really is going on, it's kind of hard to do. But even little Star Valley, Star Valley, Wyoming, 
they've got the rodeo. They've got they've got the Lincoln County Fair, and there's a lot Ooh. of people that come into town for the fair. And every once in a while, you can possibly do that. I like, can you, know, you say so, the word fair again? I think you had a, a little bit of a twang to that. Did you fair? Did you say Lincoln fair? County Fair? Okay, all right. I'm just saying it sounded a little more of a twang than I thought when you said come in town for the fair. So I was making fair, sure. Yeah. I, you know, you're you're gone too long for the weekend. Maybe that well, they, they rubbed I've, off I've, on you. My, my my Wyoming roots run deep. I, I've got to tell you that right now. Uh, I like it. So, gosh, people coming in town for the fair, run out the cabin for a family reunion, make a few grand, tax free yeah. money, tax free money. Like it. Well, great little tips. I sure appreciate you coming on the show, Brian. Um, folks, that's Brian Brown, partner at KNECPAs.com. Great uh, website with lo- tons of resources and uh, a regular contributor to the show. So, folks, get out there as you're doing your summer home improvement. Do not forget about energy efficient appliances, energy efficient uh, renovations, and even solar energy. Study up on it. You may be able to save some taxes and reduce your utility bill all at the same time. Great tips, Brian. Well, it was good to talk to you, Mark. All right, thanks. We'll catch you in a few weeks. Good luck. Okay. Well, great little tip there. Always love to have Brian on the show. And I joke about him being the color commentary for the Southern Utah T-Bird football team. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know, as the fall comes around, we get to hear his uh, annex, as he, uh, his passion is going to the you know the football stadium on a Saturday and, and getting to be on the radio and and uh, on the uh, up in the booth. So it's kind of fun to hear that. I love it when someone's able to to just take their hobby uh, to the next level and live their dream. So it's just so fun to have him on the show on a regular basis. Well, folks, what we're going to do now? I'm going to just kind of have we're going to play with a little bit of leeway here. I want to make sure that we get our special guest on the show right away. And so we're going to flip the topics around a little bit. I didn't know what, which direction we were going to go today anyway. I want to make sure there's a little something for everybody today. So whether it's asset protection, insurance, and texting, and oh, this huge topic of just what some of the biggest risks are in our lives, we're going to save that for the second half of the show here. In the next 20 minutes or so, we want to bring on a special guest. So excited to have her on the show. We've been waiting for weeks to have her come on. This is a, a great honor for us. This is D.C. Cordova, CEO of an Ambassador of New Education and Mentor of Nurturing. Um, I love it that she's not only the author of uh, the Systems Manual, Money Making Systems, uh, just a great book and um, system for building wealth. She's been on dozens of motivational films and TV shows. She's a contributor to Think and Grow Rich, Think and Grow Rich for Women, and she's spoken on countless stages uh, all over the world. In fact, not just the country. And so we're just grateful to have her with us. So, uh, DC, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. So good to be with you. It's been years. Well, <laughs> well, it's good to hear your voice again, and I just uh, I, I can't believe it has been years. I remember meeting you face-to-face years ago, and now we circle back, and it's an honor to yes. have you on the show. Yes, and you are giving such great tips. You know, I'm involved in, uh, in solar energy, too. You know, I divide my business between our entrepreneurial educational company that we've been doing for 36 years. And then, uh, of course, humanitarian efforts, and now I am part of a movement to really make the whole world green. And it is so amazing. Once you really get started with all the solar, you know, products, it's, um, it really changes your life. And I'm so happy that people can get a tax 
deduction. And thank you for your work because everything that you're talking about, I noticed that I've had to handle. It's so tough to do it, you know, get together with the attorneys and do the, the uh, you know, all the all the different wills and the trust and things like that. I'm in the middle of doing all of that. But I know that one thing that really happens, that once you get really peaceful about things like that, you have more space to make more money. Then you have more space to have income-generating activities and to really you know, focus on things that really matter that you really need to do in order to create wealth. Yeah, no, great comment. And just to quote the infamous Kevin Costner, if you build it, they will come. And it is, uh, <laughs> it is true in your own personal life. If you don't have the foundation, the structure, and the capacity to grow, it's not going to happen. Um, call it karma, call it God, call it you know, that the, the solar system out there. It's, your life is not going to change if you're not prepared for it. And I know that's something that you teach quite a bit. And it's funny, we do bring up solar today. We brought up the little solar topic. And on your website, dccordova.com, folks, you're going to want to check it out. Lots of information there. But um, you've got a whole subsection just on solar. So it's ironic we bring this up. I'm sure we'll, we'll circle back to that. Um, yeah. But uh, – well, DC, let me let me ask you here. As you're out teaching, and I know you're really an advocate for women in business as well, which is just so powerful, and you do so such good work. Um, tell us about uh, just in general here. Kind of, let's just kind of get the ball rolling. Your formula for people trying to create a successful business, and, and just throw us a couple softballs here. What should maybe a little few takeaways that our listeners could use to maybe rejuvenate their or re-energize their business this week? Okay, perfect. And can I just talk about money right before I go into the formula, just because I want to make sure that people are very clear on on where they are about money, which actually affects how they build their organizations. So, sure. um, you know, like, for instance, are you in the process of making money or keeping the money that you managed to make or growing the money that you manage to keep. And this is really, really important because I think that, Mark, what you're doing, it's like um, with all the different tips that you have and your programs, you're really hitting all three of them. But um, human beings really need to identify where they are because that will affect how they build their businesses what their uh, investments are going to be, how are they going to handle, you know, capital expenditures and, you know, unexpected losses and all these things. And it's a very sound foundation that, as you know, I am about transforming educational systems around the world and eradicate poverty and hunger. And, you know, my old partner, Robert Kiyosaki, who, you know, he was my business partner for nine years, he really says it really well sometimes when he says that one way to eradicate poverty is by not being poor yourself. You know, so I really believe in that statement. And so whilst you're building your organization, the first thing you need to do is to learn from mentors. This is the formula. You learn from masters and mentors, and that's what you're doing. You're bringing different people that are giving people different tips. The next thing you do is you build a niche. There has to be uh, something that you're doing. This is, this is designed for marketing. If you don't differentiate yourself from others, it's going to be very difficult for people to find out what makes you a little bit different. 
like for instance with you, what makes you really different is that you are an amazing attorney. I remember reading your book, God, that was <laughs> I, uh, 2007 or something, 2008. I can't remember exactly when. But you wrote that great book. Uh, you know, I was going to grow up to be well, an attorney. So I love to read those books. <laughs> well, thank you. That is so kind of you. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. Um, well, you're right. You've got to come up with that that niche. What is or niche? You know, what is it that uh, uh, is going to set you apart? And uh, and it's just so important. Yeah. So you have you learn from masters and mentors, and then of course you know you create a niche, and then you have to leverage that niche. And I want to talk very quickly here about leverage because most people use that word without understanding what it really is. So a very quick picture. If right now you cannot afford to get on a flight and fly business class if you want, first class if you wish, you know, go to Hawaii and stay at the Grand Wailea, one of the most expensive hotels in all of Hawaii. You know, the average room on sale I think is $450, but the place is like heaven itself. And, you know, you sit in the pool and the little cabana boy, you just raise your hand. The cabana boy brings you your towel or your drinks or whatever you need. And you're sitting in the best area of this beautiful lawn. And there is money coming in automatically into your account that you need to call someone to figure out how much money you're making. If that is not happening in your life, you do not understand leverage. And I really want get this. Yes, this is a really good point. And I want all of our listeners to, to to just take a chill pill for a minute, for lack of a better word. I know so many people think, well, Mark, I'm not going to start doing internet marketing, or I'm not going to start selling a, a product or service, uh, you know, on the web. And, you know, this that's not me. I'm not going to sell, a, you know, some MLM product. That's okay. Everybody's different. But here's the main – I just want to – gosh, I want – I just want to leverage what you said, D.C., and just remind all my listeners, because, D.C., I talk about this all the time. Folks, if you have the day job to pay the bills and get the benefits, that's great. That's wonderful. No one's asking you to quit your job, to create that foundation so that you have safety and security in your finances. However, what is your money and what are your investments doing for you at night and while you're sitting at, on the, by that pool in Wailea? And are, are, is your money working for you? And that's where these little small businesses on the side, rental properties I- included, that, can, that you can leverage your time and money so that yes. – I love what you're bringing up, D.C., so that you're making money while you're also enjoying life. Exactly. And everything that you just said is exactly what the American dream is all about. It's really getting that there's no longer any safety in anyone else but yourself and in many ways your own business and then take advantage of all the taxation credits, all the things that they have done in order to stimulate, you know, people having their own businesses, people being able to create their own wealth. There is support in this country, in the United States, more than there is in many, many other countries. And as people, you know, go into, you know, mymoneyandyou.com and they will see on the right-hand side that most of my business is outside of the United States. And I'm so excited to be with you sharing the business success model because in America, uh, you know, people love our entrepreneurial spirit. I am an immigrant. My family brought me here when I was 12 years old, and I reached the American dream. And because I did reach it, 
I have the luxury to be able to, you know, give this information for free, to be able to educate people for very little money, and it is part of the process of getting wealthy. See, the leverage piece becomes much easier when you have a much larger vision. You know, when you really, and and human beings are not as selfish as they think they are. Uh, People are willing to do a lot more for others than sometimes they're willing to do for themselves and even their families, believe it or not. You know, sometimes we get much more neighborly. We take care of, of other people instead of our own family, our own selves. So it's a combination of constantly being very clear about you're taking care of yourself, your family, and you're taking care of the community and the world, but don't leave any of them out because they all affect you. So I'm going to go to the next step of, you know, with leverage. Leverage is also having access. This is my my new, I created a new definition of wealth, Mark. And the, okay. the, the definition is, is having access to resources, to cash, to credit, to people that will give you, that will invest in you, investments, knowledge, wisdom, tips like the ones that you're giving. This is key for you to listen to this program every Tuesday so that you can get all of the little tips that you're bringing in because that is wealth. Because you can lose things, you can lose everything in in just one minute. Anything can occur. We're watching it right now with what's happening in Texas. You know, you kind of, you go, oh my God, those people were on vacation. They had no expectation that there was going to be this big flood that came in and just wipes their whole lives away. So, and not only physically, but also, you know, their businesses and all that. That can happen to anyone, but we can't live in fear. What we have to do is we have to really know that you become much more clear, much more powerful, much more smart when you know that you have access to all those things that are true wealth as opposed to just cash alone. So we leverage what well, we have, and we go to the next step, is that you do it through an aligned team. So I think that people can consider you and your team and the people that you're bringing in, they are an aligned team with them. You are helping them out. Even if you win the lottery tomorrow, you're going to need a team of attorneys, accountants, you know, people that will, you know, even people that need to guide you what to do with your money in supporting humanitarian, you know, endeavors. Because once you begin to have enough wealth, you know, so many people ask you for it that you actually have to be organized on how you give. So this is what they call rich people problems that you will start having once you accumulate wealth. So what you want to do is you want to go ahead and, and start working on your aligned team, and this team are people that will leverage you, that will give you support, that will give you advice, that will go out and do the work instead of you doing jobs that you can pay someone an hour, you have to determine how much are you worth per hour and then delegate that which, you know, you can give to someone else while you are busy and creating what we call income-generating activities and leverageable, you know, endeavors for you to be able to create your wealth. It's it's very left brain in many ways. It's just systems. And this is the next word that most people do not understand. 
And well, before you jump into SIPs, let me let me interject a little bit here. I, thank you so much, DC. I know you just get given presentations, and it's easy to just keep going there. I love what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Um, no, no. Um, so as as our listeners are here, and I think you're preaching to the choir a little bit. A lot of the people listening today um, have uh, a, potentially a small business already. They're developing, and they've bought into the to the American dream, and they're trying to make it happen. I know there's a good portion of our listeners that, that are in that camp. Um, for a moment, share with us maybe one of your biggest – I know this has kind of put you on in an awkward spot, but let me just go for it. I apologize. Uh, is uh, maybe one of your – some of your biggest mistakes that you've made in, in creating your results. Like share something with us that um, the person that is pursuing this current – model uh, could run into and and really thwart their efforts? Well, actually, you're right on time because it had to do with systems. And one of the biggest learning experiences I ever had, I actually was uh, in the in what they call the Asia-Pacific uh, financial crisis, which a lot of Americans didn't know about. And what I did was uh, everything stopped. It was like 1929. In America, this was in 97, 98 in the Asia-Pacific region. I was living in Singapore. And what I did, instead of having, you know, the heart to let eight people go, I went through my nest egg. And, um, and a lot of it had been done because of all the things that you recommend. I had built that nest egg. I had real estate. I had all kinds of different things that I had built. And I decided to be much more humanitarian at the time and went through my nest egg not to let go and fire and let go of people, which ultimately, eventually you run out of money. So one of the biggest learning experiences I had was actually related to what we were speaking about, which is not listening to my mentors, you know, not listening to people that recommended my CPA, my attorney, and my close financial advisor says, you can't do that. You can't go through your nest egg. Now, I was very blessed, and this is where the definition of wealth comes in, because that's when I discovered it, that I had access, even though I took myself really low, you know, got down to, you know, pretty low cash for what I like, one of the things that I realized with my mentors that, you know, I still had a beautiful home, beautiful car, beautiful, you know, Rolex watch, and had the ability to be able to move back to the United States where there was a lot of prosperity happening in those years compared to Asia and rebuild my business. So I had access to, uh, you know, I still had the ability to be able to get, you know, loans, to get lines of credit to go and go to my friends and get support. I went back to some of our top, you know, graduates that I, of our program, Money and You, that I supported, like Tony Robbins. You know, I trained him when he was 23 years old. I called up Tony's boss. Most people don't know Tony had a boss that, and said, I need to come to the programs. And one of the things I had to do was to rebuild my confidence. I had to rebuild what was happening to me because most people don't realize that it is them that if you don't rebuild yourself, it can get pretty hairy. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that um, experience. I know it's no fun to go through the quote-unquote depths of despair and try to rebuild your finances when you've lost everything. Um, 
Well, I, I want to say, um, DC, thanks for joining us today. This is it's been an honor to have you come out and talk. And as I mentioned earlier, I want to say it again. Your website is it okay if we send people uh, for that want to learn more about what you're doing to uh, www.dccordova.com? Well, actually, I'd like to send them to moneyandyou.com, and there is a, uh, there is a business makeover. It's four hours of free education that they can go ahead and download and hear some more, um, you know, masters that are teaching them. And then also there is one more that I would love for them to download. It's a video. They can go to my Google Plus account and they begin to see some of the educational videos. But there's one in particular which is called uh, um, moneyandyou.com forward slash rules of the game video rules of the game video and that's a great teaching for people no matter where they are in their businesses in order for them to create greater wealth and uh, and then they'll also find more about the business success model as they go looking around and they can complete the model a little later and uh, it's easy to understand well, I, I love this, the website Money and You. I went to it last night in preparation for our call. I'm there right now. I recommend people check it out. That's Money and You, moneyandyou.com. Well, DC, thanks again for finding some time to be with us today. I really appreciate it. I love being here. Thank you, Mark, for everything you do. And aloha to your whole team. <laughs> aloha. Thank you so much. Well, we'll hope to have her back again uh, in the future. She, I know she's got so much going on, and, and I'm grateful that she was hopefully to share something that some of you were able to take away and inspire you to, to uh, do a little bit better with your business, come up with some ideas, and, and work on those little systems she talked about. I was writing notes down of her five or six things she laid out. Well, okay, now I want to turn the tone of the show today to another very, very important topic, and... Uh, and if, we'll have Lee Chen, one of our regular contributors, uh, running our law office out in Southern California. We'll have him join the show here, too. He's done some research on some of these topics. We'll have him here, uh, again, join us in just a moment. But I want to kind of set the stage here. It's, um, I was kind of uh, – I felt inspired to bring up this topic in a, in a show. And uh, as I talk constantly about asset protection and – you know, possible lawsuits and risks of driving and getting your insurance, uh, making sure your insurance is the type of insurance you need, all that kind of stuff. The topic of texting and driving inevitably comes up. Distracted driving. It's, uh, it's a huge problem in the country with all of our gadgets and toys and electronics that have invaded our lives the last 10 years. It's, uh, it certainly has an impact on our attention when we're driving. So over Mother's Day, just uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, here in Southern California, and it made national news. Some of you may have seen this. There was a mom driving home with her two kids. Uh, she had spent time at Grandma's. They were there, the family, down in uh, Laguna Beach. Uh, there, she was coming up El Toro, a major vein that feeds into I-5. She was just coming up the, the road there. And uh, late at night, it was after midnight, but she was just driving home. There, they've already confirmed there was no drinking or uh, going on or drugs, no uh, uh, substance abuse in any way uh, in the accident. But coming the other direction was a, an older man and his wife coming home from Mother's Day activities, and someone crossed the center line, and they uh, uh, collided, and the, both drivers were killed, uh, the older man uh, on the one car and this mom with her two kids. 
she was killed uh, as well, and her children will survive her. Well, the investigation, and there's been uh, speculation and leaks here and there that uh, they're looking into the texting issue is who was distracted on their phone on the drive home. Um, since there was no alcohol involved, it's a little odd that there would just be this swerving into the center lane. Um, and this is not a, 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 a this is a very common problem. Uh, this is not uncommon. Uh, in fact, yesterday, this is what kind of tipped me over the edge on this topic. I was out with my wife, and we were um, enjoying Memorial Day, and uh, we're at this uh, establishment hanging out, and um, this uh, the owner was talking to us, and she had a picture up in the corner that said she dedicated the, the, her business to her son, who died a year earlier. He was 17 years old. And he died in an accident where he was hit going to school by a driver who was texting. And it was actually a teacher at his high school that was texting and driving that uh, that uh, caused the fatality in a car accident. And again, this is, I'm sure many of you listening, this is nothing uh, new. You've heard this. Uh, and it's happening all over. And it's just very, very sad. Um, this distraction driving. So I wanted to talk about it today and put it in perspective from a kind of a legal issue, a criminal issue, an insurance issue, an asset protection issue, and just take 20 minutes or so here and, and maybe share some uh, a little bit of research that we've done on this to, to bring many of you up to speed on uh, what some of the issues are once you peel away the onion. You know, the accident occurs, everybody's sad, but what happens on day two, day three, day four? with your insurance company, with your assets, and potentially the district attorney's office. So uh, I'd like to bring out Lee Chen, again, as I mentioned earlier, an attorney that's been a regular contributor on the show. Uh, Lee, are you there? Oh, you may have us on mute. I'm not sure, Lee. Pick up your line if you're there. I know that you're – I can see your line, but uh, we're just not yes, hearing you. Yes, I'm here. On. Yes, I had to press the button. <laughs> okay, thanks, Lee. Um Lee, I know that you took some time. Let's just kind of set the stage here as that um, these laws are actually, I was surprised when you were telling me about this, they're not that consistent nationwide. Uh, what have you discovered? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, as with a lot of these, I mean, you take a lot of these hot topics, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to get into a whole nother can of worms, but for example, same-sex marriage, I mean, you go to any state and they can have different rules and different laws. And with the... Um, Texting, or, or I don't want to say texting because it's not just limited to texting, really. It's the, the phrase that they use is distracted driving, which includes texting. It may include looking, you know, talking on the phone. It may include looking on your Google Maps. Um, so it, it, it encompasses a lot more than just texting, and that's kind of the issue because a lot of states um, have kind of parsed out these various parts of distracted driving and may have regulated one but allowed the other and so um so the, the, you know the states have a, a lot of different laws some states don't even have any laws on this so um that that surprised me too because i would have hoped that there was some uniform thing that you can look at so that uh you know especially if you're on the east coast you're going from one state to another within a matter of minutes that you know you know what the rules are in those states yeah, it's funny you say that. For us out here in California, you can drive for four hours in any direction before you hit a, a state or the ocean. And uh, <laughs> so I know East Coasters, you may be like, 
Well, I don't know if you'd pass through different states in minutes, but yeah, no, it is kind of interesting out east where everybody's just a little more packed in there. Um, so I think the, the takeaway when I was talking to you about this was making sure that you understand what the laws are in your state. And did you say you found a resource for folks to go to, or was what would you recommend? Well, again, this, these are all these are changing. Okay, so um, ever you know, evolving. We just had a yeah evolving. You know, you have statutes that get on the books, and then the courts um, will uh, you know uh, weigh in on what they think the, it means, and that may change you know what the um, w- you know the meaning of the statute really for in terms of some people's eyes. You know, we had a recent case in California that kind of extended the distracted driving law further than what the uh, statute said but um but yeah i mean you don't need to go and research every single state i mean they do have um uh, resources that have compiled this information uh, aaa has has this information if you google um aaa distracted driving state law you can find it um there's also a good resource the governors highway safety association they have a website that um really talks a lot about um uh, not just uh, you know, texting and, and distracted driving, but all, a lot of different types of um, highway safety issues. And so I would say, you know, if you are planning a trip and, uh, you know, or you are um, someone who, who who's on the road a lot, that, uh, that you, you know, you look up those states and to see, um, you know, what's allowed and what, what isn't allowed. Because some, I mean, like I said, it can be very different. Some states don't even allow you to even use your phone. And I think if you're in that state, you probably would want to know that. Yeah, no, great comment. And we've got a lot of RV uh, clients around the country that are on the road with their RVs, covering a lot of territory. And uh, boy, very uh, uh, wise comment of yours to understand where your travel patterns are and what the laws are in those states. Now let's let's t- change the tone here again and, and take a turn. Uh, I, in anticipation of this show, I think many of you, uh, my listeners, you would say, Mark. Get us a gosh darn insurance agent on the line and tell us what the impact may be with our insurance policy. So let's say there is an accident. What can I do to, you know, prevent something, you know, from going from bad to even worse? Well, uh, believe it or not, all of these national insurance companies do not like their agents to get on a radio show and interpret uh, (laughs) uh, insurance policies and what people should expect or not expect. Uh, That can be a a very big PR problem for them. But I was able to interview some insurance agents in anticipation of this uh, show, and uh, without quoting the the national agencies that I spoke with, I, I did not get with with Fran on a, a Progressive, so I'm sorry. But uh, anyway, I was um, able to determine that most insurance policies for auto policies, believe it or not, they are going to cover you cover you if you are in a texting and driving accident, including even a DUI. Your insurance company will cover you. Now, they're going to drop you, and this is what I heard time and time again as I was talking to these agents. You're going to get dropped, obviously, from this insurance company on day two, but they will cover that initial accident. So 
Um, heaven forbid, now we're not getting around the criminal issue, which we'll come to shortly here in a moment. Once you understand what the rules are, just know that from the insurance side, insurance companies will cover you if you are in an accident. Now, this is where umbrella insurance comes into play, something I've written about in my book, a very common topic. A lot of people think, well, when should I get an umbrella policy? Maybe we should even have a show just on that. But the typical umbrella policy, for those that don't know, enhances or uh, works uh, in concert with your regular insurance policy. So let's say you have a driving policy that says 100000 or 300000 for bodily harm for you or someone you may hit uh, in an accident with your car. Uh, if someone gets killed, the uh, average claim is going to be well over $300,000. It can range from 500000 to a million or more, depending on what the, a jury or court may want to do. So that's where an umbrella policy can step in. So if you have a million-dollar umbrella, it will pay out on top of your regular insurance. So I was kind of surprised by that, um, Lee, myself, is how insurance companies, if you're negligent and uh, in texting, driving, driving while intoxicated, your insurance will cover you. And maybe that's a blessing for some of us that could be, you know, the victim, and, and something like that, that we know there's going to be an insurance policy back there to help us out. There's probably, I'm sure, a good public policy behind it. But, Lee, let's let's twist it now over to the criminal side. Um, what are you seeing as the cases out there? What's happening to people once they are in an accident, texting and driving? Maybe their insurance does pay out, and the, the which money is not going to compensate for the loss of a loved one, but um, it helps. Um, what what are we ha- What's happening with the criminal aspect? Well, I think it, it really is going to depend on where you are and the circumstances of um, the incident. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of um, prosecutions, um, unfortunately, they're not always legally based. They may be um, politically based. They, you know, there may be a lot of outcry when you have um, maybe a situation like you were describing, um, you know, earlier in, in, in Ladera Ranch or, or wherever. Um but from a legal standpoint, um, you know, there's there's several ways that you could be prosecuted. Um, and I'm not a criminal attorney. This is kind of, um, uh, you know, law school 101 um, uh, where we learn about these um, uh, uh, legal principles. One of them um, that uh, we learn is called the felony murder rule, which is um, the idea that if you kill somebody, while you're in commission of a felony, you could be charged for murder. Okay, that, the, the fact that you're, you're engaged in a felony gives you that criminal intent to, so that you may be charged for murder. Now, what's the felony? It doesn't have to be you well, know, well, no, uh, driving-related. Yeah. Yeah, before we go down this path, Lee, you've kind of taken a, a, a crazy turn, U-turn here. <laughs> I mean, let's just talk about I don't think many of our clients are committing a felony, and none of these uh, texting laws rise to the level of a felony. But what we're seeing is I think the term vehicular manslaughter is, is what I've seen. Uh, what are the cases that you're just seeing out there that um, that are happening with people that are texting drive? People are being prosecuted. They are going to jail. Is there any – of course, every state's going to be different. Every course going to be different. Any landmark cases or anything that you've seen? Well, I you know I haven't seen any you know landmark cases, and I haven't really I mean I, honestly I haven't looked either. But what I'm looking at is the legal issue, 
and uh-huh. and and just looking at the standard, it's it's not an easy standard for a prosecutor to prove. Um, basically, I mean, you know, people make mistakes all the time and they get into accidents. Okay, they're negligent. Okay, um, but what is where's the line when something that where you made a mistake rises to the level where you can be charged criminally? In other words, where's that line? Where uh, you know uh, criminal negligence is is uh, comes into play, and it's really when you are engaged in an act that, um, uh, for a reasonable person, would uh, involve a high risk of great bodily injury. Okay, and so you know if you're just texting, maybe you know maybe that doesn't really um, uh, rise to that level. But, you know, maybe if you're street racing, going 100 miles an hour and texting, you know, maybe. It really is a fact-driven scenario when a prosecutor is going to decide whether, you know, whether they can prove up their case. And so, but it's really that they look at that risk and is there, is the activity that they're engaged in involving a high risk that someone could get killed? Yeah, and I think what I've seen in my research is that um, with these case, with the laws that are being passed on texting and driving, they're giving specific um, uh, sentencing laws of where they can go. There is prison time involved. What prosecutors are doing is using vehicular manslaughter as a option to prosecute under when they don't feel that the uh, penalties are stiff enough, when things can get political. So I think the bottom line takeaway point that I was trying to make here, and I wanted to just bring this up briefly, was that if you're going to be texting, um, you're going to be breaking the law. And there's going to be a criminal aspect to it. And what the the uh, sentencing laws are or the punishment is in your state, you're, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to look this up, but it's not pretty. So be aware that this is, uh, if you just start Googling texting and driving and uh, the manslaughter cases and prison time, it's out there. And you don't want to be that next text, test case in your local area. It's just, it's just scary. Now let's take one other turn down the path here and talk about asset protection in this process. Um, asset protection is something we've been working on for years over here for with our clients. You know, how if something happens and someone comes after you in a lawsuit, what can we protect and what can't we protect? And so, um, Lee, as we talk about this and we start going down this path of, you know, maybe you were, heaven forbid, you were a family member. This happens to happen a lot with teens, teens driving. But let's say there is an accident, your insurance steps in, but it doesn't cover everything. Maybe it got politicized. Maybe there's a civil case that there's some punitive damages and we're sending a message to the community and you are that, you know, sacred cow that just gets sacrificed there and everybody sees it and it's and it's devastating. If there's a judgment against you personally, asset protection is where things, that's where the rubber meets the road. So, Lee, when you're in court, and we, I wanted you to be in this aspect of the show, being a, a litigator, when you're in court and you're going after someone with a personal judgment, your insurance didn't cover everything, and you're going after someone, what are those assets that you know you might have a shot at, and what are the assets you know that you might not? And we can start here for a few minutes talking about some of these asset protection tools that many of you have seen me 
present in YouTube videos or in chapters of my book, uh, in workshops. Uh, what are the, the there's different tools in the toolbox, but just generally here, Lee, what are some of those assets that is you as a litigator you're going to look at right away as off limits, and other ones that you're going to start looking at? Well, the first thing I would say is uh, the time from a um, uh, from a you know regular person standpoint, the time that you want to be thinking about this is not when you get the judgment. <laughs> um, it, it really is, uh, by, by, because by that time it's too late. It's too late. Your your situation is 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 what it is. Um, you know, the first thing I'm going to do as a creditor's attorney is haul you into court to a uh, what we call a judgment debtors exam and ask you these questions. Where do you what do you own? Where are they? And to make my assessment as to you know what's the easy targets, what's the low hanging fruit, you know, and and really you know uh, employment. You know, if if you if you uh, have a job. If I can find out where you where you work, if you have bank accounts, uh, if you have other stock accounts, if you have escrow accounts, those are easy targets. It's just you know filling out a form and having it served on those third parties, and you know by a garnishment or a, or a levy, and those are easy. Okay, um, how your real property? You know if you're if you own real estate. Um, that's you know maybe not in an LLC or if it's your personal residence and you haven't done some of the tools that you talk about you know in your books and on your articles you know um, equity stripping um, uh, you know um, taking taking advantage of the homeowner's exemption that is easy too it's just you know pretty much filing a lien with the county recorder okay okay so, so you're gonna um, so let's let me break that down a little bit so you're so right off the bat, any cash accounts that people have, those are going to be easy targets for a creditor's attorney. Got it. That's great. I'm glad you mentioned that. Also, your wages could be garnished if you have a regular job. Um, and you as a creditor's attorney are going to want to try to get some sort of satisfaction. But then you bring into the play real estate. Now, homes, homes are going to be are going to vary from state to state. Some homes you're going to be able to get at easier than others. Some states you can't even touch someone's personal residence. Uh, protecting your home is a is a real uh, state-specific issue. Uh, hence, please look at the article and the video in the newsletter today. I injected those in the newsletter today for the purpose of this conversation so that uh, many of you can get extra resources. There are things you can do to protect your personal home. Uh, there's equity stripping, which Lee alluded to, where you might have a lien against your home. You might rely on the homestead exemption in the state where you're at. Some states won't allow others to come after your home. There's tenancy by the entirety. If you're married, they won't be able to touch the home. And then also the domestic asset protection trust, which may work in certain jurisdictions and sometimes your best only option. Typically, we're not going to put your home in an LLC. Uh, that's something that is reserved for business-type assets. But look at those options in your state on how to protect your personal home. And then, Lee, I like that you bring up regular other types of real estate, rental property, farms, ranches, cabins, vacation homes. These could be business or personal. But if they're just sitting there in your individual name and there's a judgment, there could be a problem. So let's, let's just go full circle back to a texting and driving scenario. If you are a flagrant driver, and I know in my life, I will admit, there's been times where I just I text, I do whatever when I'm driving, and I do not care. And that is, that's extremely negligent. I need to change, and I'm trying to own up to that. My wife and my kids, we've had meetings in our house. I have 
three teenage drivers. And we've been talking about trying to implement uh, different apps and different types of procedures and penalties in our own family if we see another person texting and driving. And I need to hold myself more accountable to that. But from an asset protection standpoint, folks, if you are throwing caution to the wind, you better not do it with your asset protection. Where are your assets held in what type of entity? And that's an important consideration. Uh, now, IRAs and 401ks are not going to be touched. Those are very hard to get at. Uh, but trusts and LLCs for some of your other liquid or real estate assets, depending on what state you're in and how much equity is involved, these structures really work, and they wreak havoc on creditors' attorneys. Now, I wanted to bring this up here for a moment, too, because I um, was talking to uh, Randy Lupke, one of our um, uh, regular contributors to the show, too, and we'll, we'll have him probably on here in the next week or two with another tip. He's always good for a great tip. <laughs> But what I love about Randy is that whenever I'm texting him and, I, and he's on the road, I get a text right back that says, sorry, you can't talk to Randy right now. He's driving. And I was like, Randy, that's awesome. What's that, what's that uh, app you're using? He said it's called Agent. Um, I've been searching for it the last couple of days, trying to find various different apps that will work. He uses the one called Agent. I, that's, I, I was like, I'm trying to find it, and I'm bugging him to try to get this better app. I know some, many of you listening to the show today, if you have an app that you're using for texting and driving, please email it in. I would love to have you uh, – uh, uh, I'd love to share it with our regular, uh, all of our other listeners. It's so important. But anyway, find an app. I know that Verizon and AT&T have different apps that will prevent you from texting or are a little weak on the texting area. I won't pick on a company, um, but I'll say some are better than others. But have a system because if you are just, again, throwing caution to the wind and flagrant and out there doing texting and driving, you need to be reevaluating your asset protection plan. You should be changing your habits. You should have an umbrella insurance policy and realize you can go to jail. This is crazy. And, you, and, and, you know, and heaven forbid, I can't even believe I didn't say it first, you might actually kill someone. You might ruin another family and their uh, the, the love of a loved one, you know, uh, due to your flagrant negligent attitude. And I'm saying a lot of this, uh, pointing the finger back at myself, because I need to change here. And I think many of you listening today may feel that same ting in your heart. Any final words, Lee, that you'd throw out there? No, I think it was great. I mean, a lot of, you know, a lot of people just, uh, myself as well, I'm, I'm in this boat as well. You know, uh, the phone rings and the, the natural reaction is to grab it. You know, and, uh, you know, I think all of us, you know, we really need to reevaluate our technology and how we use it and, and, and learn how to use it wisely. Yeah, very important. Well, Lee, thanks for joining us. Uh, I appreciate you being here with us. And uh, I want to just say thanks to many of our um, regular listeners out there today. Uh, be careful out there. Uh, be careful. Be careful driving. Be careful um throwing caution to the wind in different areas of your life. You may live an extreme lifestyle where you take risks with your own body, uh, <laughs> sky jumping, uh, I mean, sorry, bungee jumping or skydiving. Be, be, uh, be careful and uh, make sure you're reevaluating your estate plan, your asset protection plan, your insurance policies on a regular basis. It's so, so important. Um, I, you're going to find the truth here. We're going to try to find you answers to build your wealth and protect it. And I wish all of you uh, 
a really, really safe and fun summer. And we'll be here every week. Please uh, continue to listen to the podcast. We hope that uh, you'll be able to join us on a regular basis. Thanks so much. And everybody, just have a rockin' summer. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, stay on your American dream.